My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Now let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know. or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this. What's good, world? This is your boy, Mad Skills, and this is my podcast, Hip Hop Confessions, where I invite my friends, industry alikes, my peers, people I don't know, people I do know, to the chair to reveal something, you know, music industry related or hip hop related that they've never told anybody. This this episode is probably going to be a little different, man, because I, I got a guy on here who I'm a huge fan of. I, I always felt like he was unsung or he did so much stuff that don't nobody, I won't say nobody knows about, but a lot of people don't know, but he touched a lot of stuff in his, in his career and his day. And I'm a fan of his work. So man, listen, uh, I'm gonna get straight to it, man. We got my homeboy in the building, Chad, Dr. Seuss, Elliot. What's up, brother? What's good, Skills? What's good, Do you man? still do you still do the Dr. Seuss or no? Nah? nah, man. It's just Chad Elliot. This is Chad Elliot, man. Well, so, listen. Go ahead. If, if they dug into the credits, they're gonna see it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll almost it like out. me when I when I dropped the mad and I was skills for me. It, it's all right. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Nike is Nike. Nike you know is Nike. Greatness. How is are greatness. you, brother? I'm blessed, man. You know, one day at a time. You know. Trying to, uh, you know, keep afloat, man, like everybody else is right now. You know? Yeah, I get it, man. In, in these yeah. crazy times that we in. How are yeah, you, man? You, you good. You, 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 you COVID free. You healthy. Um, yeah, you know, I, I had it. I dealt with it. Had it like three times. And uh, Damn. Yeah, I had it three times. But only one really kicked my ass. You know, right. I think everything else was kind of, you know, came and, and came and went. So. Kind of light work. Yeah, all the yeah, family's man. good, though. We, yeah, we made it that's through. That's good. That's yeah. good. You look, look, you look healthy. You look like a, a, a James, a villain in the James Bond movie. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got the ill, listen, great brothers. Listen, I, I was, um, you know, fifty came quick, quicker than I expected, and I was like, um, you know, I, you got to go into it gracefully, man, and, and yeah, and that's what I did. I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to fight it. I didn't want right. to fight it and try to stay looking like I was 25 or 35. And, you know, I tried to die shit and that shit was I like, did too. Yeah, I, I did like, too. Shit ain't me, man. You know? I remember I was I was dying it heavy. I was trying to keep it black and the gray just started showing up Sean. everywhere. Yeah. And then I remember one time I was on this plane. Uh, I was on a flight and I sat down beside this older lady. And uh, she, she, she was like, um, she said, I really like that gray on you, young man. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I kind of looked at it in the seat, like, okay, somebody, somebody auntie in here. You know, right, at this right, point, right. I might have been like 35, right, 34. Right, right, I wasn't right. I wasn't ready for the gray yet. Right, right. And um it's like then a, I cool, realized, a cougar attack or something was on the Right. Yeah, yeah. And okay. and then I just realized that, you know, it, it it just it made me look a little different. And I was like, listen, man, you can keep dying this shit if you want to, but it's right. come. It, my shit would come back in like three days, yeah. four days. Yeah, same here, same here. So I'm like, same. yo, just, just, bro, listen, let it. Let's embrace be it. What it is? Yeah, man, it's God's gift to you, man. It's wisdom, man. You yeah, know, we, there's a lot of brothers ain't get that. 
Listen, bro, I, I was so. just out this weekend, and uh, one of one of the homies said, "Thanks, cause you got the gray hair." He said, "Man, we getting old." I said, "It's better than the alternative." You ain't lying. Man. You ain't <laughs> you know what lying. I'm you ain't lying, and we've lost a lot. We've lost. Yeah, a lot. man. Listen, we have. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Like I said before, bro. Like, like the Jodeci single back there. It's not for. <laughs> it ain't for you, bro. This joint been in here three, four podcasts before you showed up. Hilarious. Like I'm, I'm a big Jodeci fan, right, right. Um, and I want to talk about your, you know, I, re, you were in Swing Mob, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But before, let's let's go back before that a little bit. How did you even get started in the production and in, and in the music? You know, um, my family was kind of always in the in the game. Uh, my mother was like doing promotions back in the day with Atlantic Records. Wow. And music was just in the house, you know. My mm-hmm. sisters loved music, and my brother, my brother was rapping back in the day. So, you know, he put his little brother in the crew, and you know, I was the little MC doing the block parties. So, I, you know, I had a taste of, it. and then I started DJing, and then, um, you know, it got a little serious when my mother was like, "You should, you know, there's this contest. Uh, uh, what was it called? New York City Ten Pan Apple." Um, uh, rap contest mm-hmm. and uh Charles Stetler um was something that he had put together early you know I think it was 83 maybe 83 wow yeah and I entered in the contest and there was it was in five boroughs so I entered in I lived in Queens at that time but I think I entered in Brooklyn mm-hmm. that no actually I take that back I was living in Brooklyn at that time and then I entered into the Queens uh joint so i won the queens one they had you know pe- different people artists won the other ones and then they had the big contest at radio city music hall mm-hmm. and on that concert was the disco three which ultimately became the fat boys mm-hmm. and they won first place and i won second prize and it was a true story right right uh you know that's kind of what Took us into something right, else. Right, to that other thing. Right, to that other thing. Um, and UTFO at the time, who, you know, they were just dancing. They mm-hmm. won first prize in the dance contest. Gotcha. And um, that's kind of was my introduction into it. And then, I, you know, I, I kind of got the bug. And, you know, living in Brooklyn, I ran into people like Fresh Gordon and, and Jazzo, which mm-hmm. is where, you know, I became friends with them. We started writing. And I, I really learned how to make my first beat at Fresh Gordon's crib. Wow. Um, yeah, he taught me everything I knew about that NPC 60. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So and that, that was one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Fresh yeah. Gordon. Like he, yeah. he had one. He had a good he had a, he had a hot <laughs> yeah, one. He he had one and, and he did some, you know, he was a ghost on a couple of joints that people don't know about also. Right. Right. Um, you know, but you know, Gordon was a master. And um, you know, that's where I met Jazz O and then I met Jay-Z, and you know, we kind of all with friends from that point, you right. know, moving forward, growing up. And at that time, I, I don't think I was more than, you know, 13, 12. Wow. Running around. And they were all older than me, except for right. Jay. Jazz was definitely older than me, but if I'm not mistaken, Jay and I might be around the same age. Yeah, around the same age. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how it all it all started. You know? Right. And and you know, later on, you know, because we have a connection you know what I'm saying, to, to to two people that are very important to the Virginia music and, and helped me in, in a, you know, in a big way in my career. But it started 
before they they had left and right. went to New Jersey. So you right. know, and I'm speaking about Timberland and Missy, but you were actually you were actually in Swing Mob 100%. with 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 Devonte and and Jodeci's like you. I remember those days of uh you know Swing Mob. You know what I mean? I and, and hearing about you know. Magoo would be like, yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim up there in Jersey. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, because yep. Magoo hadn't been yet. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So yeah, what was that like to be at the, you know, at the height of Jodeci, like 91, Forever My Lady, and then Devontae starts this production camp and yeah. put all y'all in up in, what was it, T-Neck? Yeah, we was in T-Neck. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I mean, I was there before T-Neck even existed, right? So... How'd you even meet Devontae? It's a crazy story. So my man Barry from Brooklyn, who was a corrections officer at the time, um, this you know dude who was always in the mix, um, ran into Devontae and um, you know befriended him, and not knowing, I literally lived across the highway from him at the time. So he was like, "Yo, I met this kid. I want you to meet him," and he comes to Jersey. Um, by this time I'm living in Jersey, obviously. Mm-hmm. He comes to Jersey, picks me up, drives me literally like around the corner, the other side of the highway, <laughs> and walks me into this this house. And yeah, you know, when I walked into this, first of all, the outside of the house, it must have been about 40 garbage bags of shit in front of the crib, right? Where, where right. they was all staying at at this time. Right. Um, this is where Andre had just took him out there. Andre had him living in the projects. Andre Rell had him living in the projects. And then moved them out the projects and then brought them to Jersey. So I walk into the crib, you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, like where the fuck are we? Like, who, right. who, who lives here? <laughs> like, right. who lives like this, first of all? <laughs> right. So at this time, all of them were living there, right? It was Dalvin, it was JoJo's case. And they were all, Devontae were all living there. And I walk in, it was like a two levels, like split ranch. So I walk in. And then this kid walks out with no fucking shirt, skinny fucking body. And my man says, yo, D, this is my man, Chad. And literally in 10 minutes, I walked upstairs, gave him a pound. I, he you know, had no furniture, no bed, nothing but an NPC and like two keyboards, I think, at the time. Wow. And um, I literally showed him how to swing on the NPC 60. Mm-hmm. And when I showed him that, that was it. Like we were inseparable at that moment. And um, we just, you know, from that moment on, he didn't move without me. I didn't move without him. Wow. And that's kind of how it all really began. There really was no swing mob. It was just he and I at right. that time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and then, you know, as the their career began to pick up and the song started to hit. And because, you know, it was it was a second because, you know, we put out something and it didn't work, you know, and we had to wait for that one to come, which ended up being Forever My Lady. And once that came, that was it. And then, um, you know, we hit the road. And once we hit the road, you know, when you're on the road, you're running into all kind of talent. Right, like, ta- right. Talent, like, connects talent. Like, you, it's mm-hmm. like a magnet, right? Right. So, um, you know, we, we at this time, we on the road. And my man, Charlucci, I don't know if you know Chalucci. Uh, His from, name sounds hella he, familiar. Chalucci from Brooklyn. He's always around. He's been around the guys for forever. But um, he actually ran into Missy and and Tim and all of them. Right. Um, we was at we was at in Virginia actually, 
And, um, you know, they was performing and, you know, doing their thing. And, you know, he was like, yo, y'all are dope. And he literally, you know, brought them to meet Devante and, you know, D loved him right away. And it feels like weeks later, I saw them in, you know, we were home and I seen them <laughs> at the crib. They in Jersey. Know, they in Jersey. And, um, yeah, so that, you know, that whole time, man, was incredible. I mean, they were they were very, very talented individuals, man. Timberland, even at that time, you know, messing with that ASR, he just had such a unique sound. Um, it was it was undeniable. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't quite what it you know obviously became, but it was it was at its infancy and and it was pure and it right. just it was unique and um, it was you know it was special. It was special. I, I, I always tell people, man, I've never heard anybody make that ASR swing like he does. You know what I'm saying? It's only two producers that I know that can that sit even down in front of that it. joint, that fuck with that joint. One was, they both from Virginia. One was not Knott's Raw, and the other one was Timberland. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so, so, so for me, I'm a huge, huge Jodeci fan. Like, mm -hmm. I'm about to go see him, you know what I'm saying, uh, mm -hmm. on, the, on, the, on the new edition tour in, mm -hmm. in a couple weeks. You won't be mad. You won't be mad. So for me, like, to know that, you know, sometimes I'm I'm like a, I, I I I like to think about like, damn, what was those times like? What was because I wasn't there, you know what I'm saying? I can only right. speculate and just think about it. Right. But um, I was a huge Jodeci fan because you know they was the bad boys of R and B. Like you Absolutely. was either, at that time you was either a boys the men fan or you was a Jodeci. Jodeci. Fan. Like you That's had right. to pick and fucking choose. At That's school, right. You had to pick it. Either you had that in your Walkman. Or you had the Motown Philly shit in your Walkman. And Absolutely. I was, you know, I was wearing Cross Colors, Doc Martens, you know what I'm saying, baggy pants. So I'm like, I, I identify with Jodeci. Right. So for me, I remember, I'll never forget, man, like one of my, one of the, the, the most distinctive memories I have of them was, of course, the album was mm -hmm. out. Forever My Lady was out. I think the, the uh, Come and Talk to Me remix, it took off. Mm -hmm. And... I remember I was at home. I came home from school, watching Video Soul or whatever it was, and I, I, I was just sitting there, and they didn't say no new videos was coming up or nothing. They just like, yo, we be right back on Video Soul. Just, mm -hmm. They ain't say shit. Mm -hmm. So the camera is like inside this fence, mm -hmm. and then the camera starts pulling back, and I hear, I hear JoJo go, just a little love is all I need. Yeah. And then like he did the riff and then the beat dropped. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was the remix to I'm Still Waiting. Yeah. Which was probably one of the hardest remixes I ever heard in my life. And then I'm looking at the video, Tretch is in the video, yeah. Ed Love is in the video, Missy and Sisters is in the video. Yeah. So, so they know that you had a hand in that record. Yeah, was crazy to me. I love that song. I still yeah. play it to this day, and, and just the remix. That's funny. It's funny. To, you know why? Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, nah, I can't tell you now. I can't even tell what? you. What I really want to tell you? Because nah, just you're gonna have a good time at the show. That's all I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I, I bet, bet. Okay, bet. Yeah, you have a good time at the show. So, so you you're in Swing Mob, yeah. and. And Devontae recruits these these two kids from Virginia 
Yeah. One being Missy, one being Timberland. He puts Missy, I guess he assigned her group. She had a group called Sister. That's right. Um and, and Jodeci, you know, Tim and Tim and Missy don't make it onto the first Jodeci album. I think they was too late for that. But they Absolutely. came right in between Diary of a Mad Band and the first album. Correct. Correct. So so what was early Missy Missy like? We talked about Tim. Now, for my memories of Missy, I was later. At, at this point, Missy was already a star. A monster. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. was early Missy Elliott like? Wow. You know, other than... You know what's crazy? She's still very much like she is now, right? Mm-hmm. I remember, and I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. There was a time... Because, you know, when they came to Jersey, they, they you know, Devontae set them up. They had their own little spot. So I would see them periodically mm-hmm. when they would come over. They would mostly be at their crib just working and, and making joints. And then they would come over and play joints because Devontae and I were living together at this time. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, it was, it, there was a point where she was living with me directly mm-hmm. and only, right? And again, I'm, I'm fast forwarding a little bit. Um, she still had ridiculous clothes, ridiculous shoes. She was very, very shy, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, but when you put that beat on and you give her her time, because she don't want nobody around when, when it's her she time. She don't want nobody she's, around. She's still like that. Still, she when that she records, way. it's her and the engineer, she like, Absolutely. all right, y'all got to get out. She still does that. Listen, when we worked together early on, it was that way. I mean, I had to force myself in the room at times. And out of respect, I would not be in the room and be in front of the board. And, you know, right. I would just find my corner. And just post up. And just post up. And and just, you know, because I wanted to be witness to the shit. I want to see, you right. know, because cause she was special. There's no question about it. But I will tell you. Um, and, and I don't think that she would deny this. Um, when she was with me, she had the opportunity to meet Faith, Faith Evans, right? Mm-hmm. And her and Faith became very good friends, right? This, this happened all at my, you know, my situation when she was with me. And I think that changed her arrangement skills mm-hmm. for the better, right? Because she took Faith's, she took Faith's um, like a, a musicality and arrangement style right, and mixed it with her hip hop shit. And that's kind of, I think, what really changed, you know, her whole spectrum of how right. she just how she created right? right because you know if you listen to early stuff yeah you know they sung a little bit and you know she definitely was rapping but it was the arrangements how she started because working with Tim you know Tim's not a guy who's heavy on the chords right right right, right. but he but heavy on the beats heavy on the beats and sonically you know he's got some special things going on and Missy figured out all right well I gotta layer this 
I got to layer this. I got to pull the the musicality aspect to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna arrange these harmonies where these should sound like chords that Timbaland might have played or whoever. Right, you know? right, right, right. And, and so when that union came together, man, unstoppable. It was something special, man. It was something special. But you know, Missy's a beast, man. She's she's an incredible talent. It, it, it used to crack me up how. You know, shy she was. You know, mm-hmm. um, but you know that tends to be um, a running theme with really creative with geniuses. people. Yeah, genius. You're right. You're right. Because Devontae's that way too. Devontae's very shy, but he's he's a genius. Like he's a genius. I remember uh, I was having a conversation. Um, it was might have been me. A couple other people chimed in. It was maybe B Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, think Jonte might have chimed in. It was a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just saying, um, I was like, yo, man, like, I, I, I might have said it on the gram or on Twitter, but I was like, yo, man, like, we don't we don't have no groups. Like, we don't have no R&B, male, nothing. Like, and nothing. everybody was like, I was like, yo, when was the last success, when was the last group of guys? And everybody was like, damn, like, shit, was it like B2K or Pretty Ricky or some shit? I'm like, bro, it's so crazy. We don't have two or three black males, four male, four or five males singing together. We haven't had it in years. There's At no all. groups. At all. And everybody was like, damn, Skills, that's kind of crazy. Like, you right, bro. And everybody was like, oh, man, we need to bring R&B back. You know, everybody's singing about, you know, this, that, and the third. They're not, I love you is going out of style. I, I want to spend the rest no, of my life you. with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm listening to dudes singing songs. They not really singing. They kind of just melodically rapping, chanting, chanting. I said, <laughs> but the content is even worse. It's like the content is. Worse. It was one song, it was one song, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna keep it all the way funky. It was August Alzina. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the song, but I listened to the first verse of the song, and in the first verse, the content that I got was, "Hey, girl, come over here." Late. You could come over here later tonight. We gonna fuck. We gonna fuck on the floor. And then we gonna smoke an L. But I ain't the type of nigga you need to fall in love with. That was the content of the song. Right. right. And I was like, God damn, we so far. Like, and girls are like, oh my God, August. Da, da, da. And I'm like, damn, nigga tell you, come over here. That's right. We gonna fuck on the floor. And then we're going to smoke an L. And then you can leave. And y'all like that shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know what it is? I mean, it is truly, to me at this point, art imitating life. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the culture. That's what it has become. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. going to tell you this. You know, I have this love-hate thing with the, with, with the music industry in general. Right. M- mostly because I feel like we altered that shit. Mm-hmm. Like we were responsible for that. Yes. Right? Like Jodeci's approach to the game at that point after for the Forever My Lady album, you know, it, it was never going to be the same again because they, like you said, were the bad boys of R&B. Mm-hmm. And when you heard a song like Fiendin' or Freaking You, and you heard Freaking You, Freaking mm-hmm. You was, that was it. Yeah, that was the moment. Freaking yeah. you was the moment that you could not. If you're gonna make a record like that, you got to go harder than that, right? 
Oh, they're going harder than that now. <laughs> way they're going way, way harder than that. <laughs> like, so you know, we, we contributed to that. And you know, I'm 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 sad because um, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too deep, but I, I right, I get I, it. I'm definitely sad that it has changed. That's so where much. we are. Yeah, 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 and, and, I, and I, I do, remember, and I take responsibility, and I, and I right. you know, I, you know, I remember, I remember, um, you know, listening. Like I said, when I put that out in the in the stratus in the in the social media worlds, a lot of comments, a lot of people chiming in. They was like, "Oh man, we need to, you know, we need this, we need this guy to bring this guy should come back, or this person should be get behind the boards again and start making music again." And right. I remember putting up a picture of Devonte, just mm-hmm. a picture of Devonte by himself with no mm-hmm. shirt on. On mm. my Instagram. I know niggas probably didn't even read the caption. Like, why this nigga just post a picture of Devontae <laughs> with no fucking shirt on? Right. And the caption was, if y'all want to be, if y'all want to bring R&B back, find this nigga. Because <laughs> at that point, Devontae was very recluse. Like, nobody had really seen him. Yeah. Casey and JoJo was, you know, they were still doing shows and things. Dalvin would pop in here and there. But right. nobody knew where Devontae was. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's I was right. like, y'all want R&B back? Find this nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's different. He's still different. He still got the sauce, too. He's a genius. I'm, That's so I'm just, dope, man. I'm just going to say it. He is definitely a genius. I've never... I haven't really seen anyone quite um, like him. I mean, it, you know, Teddy's great, but... Right. Devontae's different. And, and they know it. They'll tell you that. Right, right. Yeah, They've yeah, been yeah, in the room sure. with him. They, yeah. they know. They know. For sure. Yeah. They so know. yes. So so you 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 do a stint in in Swing Mob. Yeah. And you you help a young Missy Elliott in a way that probably a lot of people don't know about. Can can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, How definitely. that that record that that she ended up getting into. Okay. So unfortunately, you know, Devontae and I had a falling out, right? Um, How long were you in Swing Mob? I think it might have been, I mean, like two years, three years, okay. maybe. Yeah, okay. like two or three years. Because um, I met Devontae in 90, I think it was. Right before yeah. Ever My Lady. Wow. Correct. Correct. And I don't even think the album was done, really. Mm-hmm. I don't think the album was, I don't think the album was actually done at that time. I think it was. The, like gotta love was the first song that they were. I gotta love. love. I hated exactly. that song. Yeah, so did everybody else. <laughs> so I like the emotions, as yeah, you can yeah. see. Yeah, but yes, I hated yeah. gotta love. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so did everybody else. But you know, we had a falling out, and um, you know, we parted ways at that time. And you know, I went on to start my own shit. I was the thing about that is that I had already obviously been in the music business. For years prior to even meeting Devonte, right, right, um, which you know Jermaine and I and that whole thing right. falling back to the '80s, right, right. Um, so you know, I just went on and start making my own phone calls, and you know, I'm this is what I'm doing. Um, so I go on to you know find an artist by the name of Rufus Black at the time and sign him. Did a I deal. still play that record. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yo, with the yeah. absolutely, Rufus bro. Black. I I loved his flow. Yeah, Rufus on that was dope, song, man. and so, I found him later. You know what I'm saying? I found Rufus later. Just not to cut you off, but I right. found Rufus later. 
And I remember I was playing a bunch of songs online uh, during the pandemic. And it was mm-hmm. a song that I had that I wasn't supposed to have. Mm-hmm. It, it just ended up on one of my flash drives. And it was a song by an artist named Adrian Hood. Okay. And he was singing. It was an insane ballad, mm-hmm. a, a crazy ballad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I found out that Rufus Black wrote that right. song. Right. So crazy is that him and Missy during this time at my house were like brother and sister. Wow. So they spent a lot of time writing, vibing together. So there is a lot of him and her and her Mm -hmm. and him as well. Right. Um, You know, I don't know if, you know, everyone would agree, but in my opinion, as much time as they spent together creatively, it definitely, and again, faith, faith, you know, and, and Rufus went on to write, you know, some really amazing yeah. records for other people and him mm-hmm. and Faith are, you know, brother and sister to this day, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that all kind of, that synergy was there at that time. So anyway, back to, you know, how how the whole Missy thing. So at the time, you know, I went on, started my own thing. I hadn't really spoken to Missy um, because she and Devante and, and the whole crew at this time, which had now become the basement, mm-hmm. right, were in Rochester. Right. right. So he had set up shop in Rochester and, you know, they were up there, you know, doing what they were doing. And unfortunately, the <clears throat> situation got, you know, sour between them. And um, they came back to VA. Right. But before that, the, the first phone call that I got actually was from Stevie J. Right. Mm-hmm. So Stevie J, you know, who was in the situation as well, was like, you know, um, things are not working out well. You know, I'm looking for a home, basically. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I invited him in, right? Um, I knew he was talented. And, you know, at that time, like I said, I'm building my own my own thing, right? So I invite him in. Um, he basically moves into the crib. And he's staying with me and he's, you know, creating. And him and Missy are communicating. And, you know, he tells me, yo, Missy wants to holler at you. I get on the phone with Missy. Missy, you know, tells me, you know, situation is not great for her up there. Um, and I'm like, right, what you want to do? She's like, uh, you know, I just want to work. So I invited her in. Mm-hmm. You know, she came from Rochester and, you know, and moved into the house, gave her a room. And um, uh, we, we started creating. Um, and then I got a call from Puff at the time or Diddy. I don't know what to call Puff, Diddy, whatever. (laughs) Um, Brother Love. Brother Love was, uh, working on, um, he was working on all the bad boy stuff at the time. Um, he was finishing up Biggie's second album. He was working on Total and, um, all of this stuff. And he was working in Jamaica at the time, I think it was. And he had just opened up Daddy House. And for some reason, he wasn't working there. So he was like, yo, Chad, I'm out. Can you, you know, get in here and, you know, keep the right. shit going, right? Yeah, keep something happening. <laughs> keep here. something happening, right. Because um, at this time, I had a relationship with Motown. And, you know, we were doing a lot of work over there. So, you know, I went over there and we had like two rooms going. And... So I had been there for about a month and a half and he had popped back in and he was doing a remix and he asked me to go and take a listen and, you know, maybe do some drops or something like that. So I go in there and I'm listening to the song and 
shit's hot. You know, I'll do a couple of drops. <clears throat> and um, he was like, yo, I want to try to get somebody. <clears throat> excuse me. I want to try to get somebody on it. I don't know who. And I was like, yo, we should put Missy on it. The nigga laughed at me, I swear. He wow. laughed at me. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So he leaves. He's out. You know, mix is getting done. And I tell Missy, yo, come here. Go in there. I want you to write a mean 16 and just do it. I said, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Just go get it done. She went in there. I mean, it might have. Might have been all of about 30 minutes and told the engineer she ready. Mm. Engineer hit record. And all next thing I know, I he 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 ha he 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 ha. The first the first four bars. Listen. Nigga, 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 what you packing? You ain't ready for Puff Daddy and beware. How will he make the remix so deadly? Shazam. He gonna be my pal like Shazam. He 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 Stop right there. You got a memorable verse already. That's already. six bars in. Already. Already. Wow. So needless to say, Puff comes back in. He don't know. I hit play. I let him, I'm hitting play like, yo, listen to what I did. I hit play. Shit's rolling. Like you said, by the sixth bar, that when she hit the he 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 ha he 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 right. and that the drum roll hit, Puff was lost. He was like, oh shit. <laughs> what the f-? That was it. Yeah. That was it. And, wow. You know, that was her first, you know, yeah. major performance. She got in the video, the whole mm-hmm. shebang. Changed her life. Changed her life. Changed her life. Changed her life. And, you know, oddly enough, around that same time, you know, we were working and we were in that mode and we were able to squeeze out another one, which was Stilo by 702, um, which was her first top Placement. 10 yeah. R&B record, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we did a lot together and we, we lost contact after that. And recently, you know, we, we've been communicating again it feels good and it's nothing That's but dope, love man. and, you know, yeah, yeah. So wow. it's good. Much love to Missy, man. Puff She's didn't a, even want, he didn't even he, want her on it. He and he walk in the room and hear, he, 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 he. Yo, that shit is so crazy. Listen, man. I was like, when I heard it, I knew it was over. I'm like. Right. The, it was the fly shit I had heard. With the Mardi Gras break. Had heard nothing as hard as that at that very moment. Who nothing. wrote the actual song for Gina? You, you know what? That's a good damn question. I gotta I, look that up. Yeah, I'm not I wanna sure. see, like who wrote the actual song? I'm gonna look that up real quick. But it was yeah, such a, a big record for Missy, man. Like yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just no, for her I mean, to have that joint. That was literally the record that solidified her as yeah. uh, as a, as a rapper. Like, yo, you 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 supposed to be here, yeah. You know, like, it was no denying her at that point. You know what no. I'm saying? No. It was no denying her at that point. It, it was it was a good it was a good song. It says, uh, yeah, Rodney, Missy, and Darren Jones. Okay, from one twelve. Okay, so yeah, he he probably wrote the yeah. Yeah, Darren must have wrote it. Wrote it. Yeah, it sounds wow. like him now. Now that I think yeah. about it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me, man. Yep. So yep. listen, all right, cool. okay, cool. Well, the podcast is called Hip Hop Confessions, and like mm-hmm. I said, I'm such a fan that I had to fan out on a couple things before we even got to your confession. Mm-hmm. But I need to know, Chad Elliott, <laughs> what 
is your hip hop confession? Well, for those that don't know, man, you gonna make me do this. You know, I don't even talk about this. I know. It's not that I'm not. It's not that I'm not proud of it because it is a part of hip hop history. It is. It is. It It is. It is. But I guess because I was a kid and you know just the look, I don't know. But (laughs) um, so my hip hop confession is that I am the kid. And Crush Groove with the purple and yellow outfit, with swatch watch glasses on, uh, singing uh, I Want You to Be My Girl by Frank and Lyman. Um, yeah, that was me. Wow. Yeah, that was me. And I just found this out within like the last year. Yeah. And weird. you got to understand, like I'm a, I'm a Run DMC fan, like it's... Right. Huge Run DMC fan. You already know the deal with Run and all of that shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But you are the kid that beat the fat boy yeah. at the talent show. Absolutely. In Crush Groove. Right. Where you won the, the stereo equipment. Absolutely. And they won the record deal or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And but what's so crazy is it's so close to a true story. We touched on it earlier. Like yeah, Absolutely. No, it, so that's exactly what it was based on. That whole that whole movie. I mean, look, the movie is based loosely on everyone's, you know, true story, right? Right. Um, for the most part. Uh, and that definitely is exactly what happened. I mean, the fat boys absolutely were in a contest that I was in. And... You know, they won first place in their perspective. Um, I think they had entered into the Bronx. And then I won, like I said, in Queens. And then we came together on that stage at Radio City Music Hall. And they came in first, obviously, because they had Buffy. Uh, mm-hmm. If rest Buffy wasn't peace, there, Buff. rest in peace, Buff. If Buff wasn't there, I really believe that I would have won first place, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I didn't sing. I was rapping. I rapped in both oh, contests. Oh, okay. Right. They made me sing in the movie, though. Okay. So, all right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. It's, it's a couple crush group questions I have to ask. Okay. Okay. Now, at this age, at this point in your life, how old are you again? I am 13 years You're old. You're 13 years old. Yeah. You're doing your music thing. You know, the, the family knows about it. Your mom does promotions for Atlantic mm-hmm. Records. Your brother's a rapper. Mm-hmm. You've been going around the city doing these talent shows, and you lose to the Fat Boys at Radio City Hall, which is a big deal. Radio mm-hmm. City is like a big deal venue yeah. in New York. It was. At what point did somebody say, hey, we want you to be in a movie? <laughs> How did that even go? Nah, so again... Because it was based on a true story, right? Charles Stetler, who put the who put the concert together, also became the Fat Boys manager. Right, I remember him, white right. guy. Right, exactly. Um, and he was he was uh, what was his name? Beaker. He was Beaker in Beaker in the movie. In the movie, right? He played Beaker. He was trying to sign Run. He ended up signing Run and Curtis Blow and all of them under Russell's nose <laughs> in the movie. In the movie, correct, correct. That was all fiction. That that's not. You know, obviously that part of the movie uh, wasn't, you know, that was all fictional. Right. So, um, so, you know, they took a liking to me as well. They wanted to manage me also. Right. So they did. And they gave me a, a, a record contract. And I actually did record songs with Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow wrote like two songs for me. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Early on. And um, um, 
so when the movie, you know, was happening, Charles was obviously involved in management and, you know, they right. were like, listen, if we're going to tell the story. We're going to tell the whole story. And, you know, this kid was there and we want him to be a part of it. And, you know, there was no, there was nothing crazy about it. It just, it just flowed. It just happened. I bro, was there. You, bro, you way too calm. You was in crush groove, bro. <laughs> you were in crush groove. Oh, man. I yeah, can't I even imagine. Okay. Second question. Still crush groove related. Yes, yes. What was it like when you went to the theater or, or the premiere or whatever it was and you saw yourself in what you didn't know was going to be a hip hop classic because the movie didn't perform too well. It was OK. Right. Correct. But how, how did that even feel? I can't even imagine that. I st- you know what? When I really think about it, um, I was. You know what was the most fascinating thing to me? Seeing Sheila E. Whew, like, yeah. like seeing Sheila at that time and knowing mm. her relationship. First of all, she was fine as hell. She was bad like, as I, hell. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the outfit she had on in the movie. I do. But but I, I was there in real life, right? Right. And, I, and, and it was, <laughs> you, you, you know how Prince got down, yes. right? He yes. wanted, he want. I was 13 years old and I was looking at Sheila E and then, I saw right. it at you the grew premiere, up and, and then I, yeah, and I tell her that all the time too. I'm like Sheila, that that outfit that was changed my life. Forever. Listen, with the back out, what? Oh, listen, listen, it was and it was see through, like it was just see through, like everything was just it was because Sheila has a you know in Sheila's book, I, I read her book, mm-hmm. and in Sheila's and in a couple podcasts, I want to say on the Homie Quest Loves podcast, Sheila has always said that when she did the film. Yeah, and you you were a thirteen year old kid at this point, but mm-hmm. she's she's always stood. She never really named people, but she was like, when I did that movie, it was only one person that treated me nice. Everybody else was like, why is she here? Like, mm-hmm. why is she in it? Why she got to be the lead? She was like, Blair Underwood was cool. She right. said, but the rappers, she said, rap was a thing. Like it was new, it was fresh. Right. And if you came around. And you weren't a rapper. rapper. If you was doing R&B or singing, it was like, those are two separate worlds. Yeah, like really So was. she was like, it was a lot of people on that set. And I, I would think that she was talking about Run and some of the rappers, <laughs> like, that they just treated me so bad. Like, she wow. was like, I, it's in her book. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's in her book. I think, I, I don't want to say no names, but, because I, I, I could be speculating, but I know who the stars of the movie was, but she right. was like, she said, yo, they treated me so bad. She was like, it, I, to the point that she quit one day and they mm. had to get her back to set. Like, I think I remember that. I think I remember quit. hearing that. Yeah. She quit and they, 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 they shut down production for a day and they was like, yo, we didn't shot half this movie and y'all got to be yeah. nice to the Sheila. Yeah. No, I remember there was, quit. there was some tension definitely because, you know, people didn't realize. I mean, and, and again, I don't think at that time, Sheila, I mean, she was known. Right. That, she didn't really, she wasn't like, you know. Right. She, I, I think, you know, she wasn't. It wasn't like they had an A-list actress in the 80s on there. Correct, correct. Right, correct. you know what I'm saying? It wasn't correct. somebody that's like, oh, that's a box office draw, bro. We ain't here doing a movie with. A, a hip-hop movie at that. A hip-hop right. movie with, you know what I'm saying? Whoop, <laughs> right. whoop, whoop, like, right. Because nobody right. thought this shit was going to fly. But, yeah, yeah, Sheila was like, yo, they treated me so bad that wow. I quit one day. That's that's funny. And I she, didn't. She ended that's a up shame, actually. Back. Right. It is. Yeah. I did hear that. I I do remember vaguely hearing about you know some tension that was there. 
I do. You actually. you were in fucking crush groups. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was quite the experience, man. I mean, like I said, premiere was amazing. You know, just being there with you know with Run and and all of those guys at that time. I, by the time that we we actually did the movie though, um, we had already been on tour together, right? That's what I was about to get into. You you went on the yeah. Fresh Fest. The first. It's pictures of you on the first Fresh Fest with the Fat Boys. Yeah. Uh, Run DMC. Who else was on that tour? Curtis Blow, Houdini, mm. Run DMC. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, hip hop. Oh, well, Fat Boys, obviously. So it was right. Curtis Blow, Run DMC, Houdini, and the Fat Boys. Those are the headliners. And then they had, you know, some some dances, like they had the New York City Breakers and, right. um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then but, you you and on my, tour. Myself and one and, other fella. And you meet a young dancer from Atlanta yep. who ends up on the tour with you. And because y'all are both of the same age, y'all yep. click. Yep. And that guy happens to be I the, just the one and only. Jermaine Dupri. Y'all know what this is. (laughs) Y'all know what this is. A a 33, 34 year friendship starts at the Fresh Fest tour in Atlanta. Yeah, now I'm eating his ice cream. I still want to try it. I I gotta it's good as hell. Did you order it or did you get it in the store? I, I actually I went to Walmart and picked it up myself. Yeah. I did. Jermaine told me he was like, Skills, you're gonna have to order it. They don't because I'm in Virginia at the moment. I, right. I know they don't have it in LA. But right. um, when I was in Atlanta like last month, I tried to find it. It was it was hard to find. Yeah, hard it's to selling find. out. When I went here in Jersey, there was limited selection. And I they had a whole bunch, but right. it was limited. It's it's doing very well. That's very that's well. dope. Salute I'm, to I'm my happy boy. for JD. So you, yeah, you meet a young Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how does that friendship go when y'all are two kids on the Fresh Fest tour. I mean, could you imagine? Think about what you're saying right now. <laughs> Think about what you're saying right now, Skills. Jesus Christ. You you got two 13 and 12-year-old kids traveling the world, the United States, every night, a different city, with some of the biggest acts in the world. Now, keep in mind, there's never been ever a tour with this caliber of artists, because this is brand new. Right. This, this is it. Rap music is brand new. This is it. This I'm talking about Run, DZ, Run DMC is doing sucker MCs. Wow. Right? This is brand new. Houdini is doing Friends, One Love. Like, these are their records that the Fat Boys are doing. Fat Boys, uh, I mean, this is it. This is it. So, yeah. No, exactly. We we called out Jesus Christ's name every night. So we were, <laughs> we couldn't believe. Listen, we couldn't yeah. believe some of the shit that we were seeing and experiencing, man. Right. And it really was an incredible moment um, for us. I think at that age to witness and be a part of you know the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, you know, I look at a lot of people today that are in the industry. And, you know, he and I always talk about this. Ain't too many people that have seen it from where we've seen it from. No. Right? Um, And we have a different appreciation for it. 
um, and this completely different understanding of where it comes from, how it was built. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, it was insane. I mean, the women, um, the women, um, <laughs> the women, I mean. <laughs> Yo, I'm, listen, I man, mean, what, I'm sure, like, at this point, it's 2022, I'm sure y'all are seeing, y'all are seeing women at that age that are like grandmothers now. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That was down in the lobby waiting for Houdini or no, no. waiting for Let, we got the great grandmothers right at this point. Yeah, because we we kids, we kids, right? So they great grandmothers now, right? Now from the Jodeci tour, yeah, there's some grandmothers out there, right? But but from that from era, the Fresh Fest tour, they, they great grandmothers, great grandmothers. Jesus Christ, ain't I'm, no aunties, ain't no, no aunties. Nah, no, nah, no, nah. it's crazy, man. It's you know, again, when I look back at not only, you know, my career, but Jermaine's career. Yeah. You know, it's just so many decades worth of amazing um, accolades and contributions, you know. Right, because Jermaine wasn't doing beats when you met him. No, no, not at all. But was, but, but not long after, though. Right. Because, you know, we, we formed a group at that time. Like, okay, so on the first tour, it was Chad and Jermaine, you know, how it all started, show open, Jermaine would be in the middle stage, popping, dancing, boom, 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 and then he would throw it to the main stage where I was at, and then I would come and I would start rapping. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. ain't never seen him, seen me, heard me ever before. Right. But right. this is what we out here to do. And we go and we give it our all. And we got fans now. And we, you know, we feeling good. We feel like we just rocked the whole show. Like it's 17,000 yeah, people in the arena. They came to see us. They came <laughs> to see us. There was, in some states, they had our names on the fly. It was a chat that you made real small at the bottom. But right. It was, it was there, though. Um, so, you know, with that, you know, we nurtured an incredible friendship and, you know, spent a lot of time after the tour. Um, you know, he came to Brooklyn, you know, my mother let him come stay with me and, you know, we stayed here for a while. And I went to Atlanta, stayed with him in Atlanta, stayed with his mom. And we were just like brothers, man. And, you know, the, the music was cool that we got a chance to do that as well. But we were just friends, man. We were just two kids who, you know, what are the odds of meeting another kid whose yeah. vision who's, you know, laser vision yes. on his career and music. And this is it's all we knew. Yeah. This is it. He was he was exactly who I was in Atlanta. Right. Who I was in New York is who he was in Atlanta. That right. same exact kid. So when we met, it was just it was right away. And then second tour, his father, Mike Malden, was like, yo, you guys should be a, a group. You Chad and Jermaine. I'm like, no. okay, that's dope. Let's do it. Oh. And you know, and, and here's a crazy thing. At this point, skills, I'm living in Virginia now. I'm living in Newport News. Oh wow. I'm living in Newport News at this time. And JD's in Atlanta. Every day we going through 45s. We hitting the we 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 fake sampling though. We we ain't had no sampler, so we gotta play the joint on a on the on the tape deck, hit mm-hmm. the pause button, yep. loop it pause back, tape. hit it again. Yeah, that's how, and we used to send that shit back and forth to each other, and that's where you know the production aspect of it started to come because we we heard shit, we knew it was hot, and right. we wanted to, we was ready, but nobody didn't understand that we was ready at that at time. that age. Yeah, at that shout, age. Shout out to y'all parents, man, for, for having the the foresight Listen. to say this is what my son is into, and Absolutely. I'm going to 
help facilitate this dream and this this thing that that you know nobody yeah. knew what it would turn into that it would be your no. livelihood. You know what I'm no. saying? This is like this is what my child is into. It's safe. He's 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 okay. He's not hurting anybody. There's yeah. no there's no gang shit. There's no violence. Yeah. I'm gonna let him be a part of this. This new thing. Yeah. This new thing, man. I I take my hat off to my mother and Jamaze Malatina and Michael because they they saw something and they supported us, man. And you know, it was no questions asked. We we just did what we were supposed to do. Like it was it was like second nature for us. We didn't we didn't know how not to do it. And we just we just went with it, man. We yeah. went with it. You know? Right. Which which, you know, I still he, he said it recently. He was like, he claims that he didn't realize this when he was, you know, creating crisscross. That when he saw those two kids in the mall, that you know. That was y'all. That was us. <laughs> but he, that he's was recently he's recently come to uh you know come to it and he, he says, Yeah, that's that's where it was. That's that's what it was. It's cool though. And and 30 plus years later, you you get to induct your friend, yeah, who you known since you was 12, 13 years old, into the songwriters hall of fame. Yeah. 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 Like, how was that, man? Like I, I, I looked at the I looked at it on YouTube and just y'all 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 are the same two happy kids that are just happy for each other. What was that like? It's crazy, man. When we're together now, you would think we were still twelve and thirteen years old. Like I don't even want to I don't want nobody to see us when we're together because we we just we super goofy. Like we right. kids. We like it's crazy, man. We you know, we come across cool everything else, but when we together, it's like it's it's just jokes and playtime. Right. Um but the songwriters hall of fame, man, when I got that call, first of all, he called me and asked me, you know, he told me what was happening and then he asked me what I do it. Right. And when he when he asked me, I was, you know, I, my my jaw dropped. Like you know, I was I was very honored and surprised that, you know, he would come back, you know, so many years and, you know, want me to be a part of this this moment for him or with him. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, in all actuality, it's our moment. Right. It was it right. was our moment as much as it was his moment. It was our moment. Right. Um, so to have me there um, first was nerve wracking because mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think I realize how heavy the room would be, mm-hmm. right? This room is this is a serious room, mm-hmm. Skills. Right. I'm talking about Neil Diamond. I'm talking yeah. about Cool in the Gang. I'm talking about legends, you know, legends on legends. Not just on, not just R and B and hip hop. Nah, man. Musical, musical legends. legends. I mean, the only other I think. Uh, a black writer and from the hip hop world before that was Jay Z. I think Jay Z. Yeah, yeah Hov got in it. There. Hov and Jermaine. Right, uh, and now Missy. Missy, and Missy. also. Yeah. Missy's going to get in this year. No, no, Missy got in. Oh, she got in. She she got in already. She got okay. in. What was it? It, it might was, have been last year, but it was probably like virtual or something because of COVID. I yeah, think. maybe, but she's definitely in now. Definitely in now. But again, the heaviness of the room, man. It, so <laughs> I'd say what was funny. So, you know, I'm, show's going on and, you know, they're telling me, get ready. I'm, I'm going up next. So they come get me out of my seat and we go, you know, backstage. And, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. I'm nervous like a motherfucker. Right. And then 
I see Mariah Carey. And then I see Usher. Mm. I'm saying, hold up. He didn't know they was going to be there. I didn't know they was going to be there. Right. And I'm like, okay, so they're going to talk. That's good. They're going to talk after me. me. These two go up before me. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Really? (laughs) Really? Usher? Mariah? Really? This is what's going to happen? Wow. You two are going to go on stage before me, right? Okay. So they go, you know, obviously surprise Jermaine and, um, you know, give their little speech. They didn't write anything. They spoke from the heart, which was really dope. Um, you know, they ha- obviously have long relationships, you know, with him and, you know, it was very, very organic. Um, and he was very surprised. And then, you know, who's up third, but little old Chad. And, um, you know, I hear him, I hear him on the speaker up next presenting, uh, Chad Elliott. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right. So, so, so I go up there. And, uh, you know, I took time and I wrote out a really nice, uh, you know, speech because I knew that that regardless of who was in the room, nobody in that room really knew why this little black kid from Atlanta was, you know, was here. And I made sure to, you know, make sure they knew. Yeah. No, your words were very, like, very eloquent, very strategic. Thank you. And it was... It was it was such a such a beautiful nod to Jermaine and everything yeah. that he's done and what he stands for. Yeah, man. Uh, look, I, I'm still amazed at his success, man. Like, uh, it doesn't surprise me. It just amazes me because he was such a sponge, man. He was um, he was way more talented than I ever was. Right mm-hmm. for num- number one, I I never even saw myself on his level. I just knew that I was glad to be around him. I always knew that he had a different love for this thing. Like, right. Just different, different. And, um, you know, he, he soaked this shit up differently. You, you know, you heard it in his acceptance speech, you know, I, I posted that and, and I, I never really wanted to post that, but, right. and it had nothing to do with him, you know, giving me love. It was really, again, about these two black young kids who, mm-hmm. you know, made it to this place. And shared this moment and at at this biggest, you know, th- at this moment for him, which was one of the biggest moments in his career, mm-hmm. that he would look and salute, you know, Facts. his day one um, for being there and, and allowing him, you know, in that space and, you know, just, just being there for him, just being a friend. Cause that's all I really was. I wasn't, wasn't anything more than just being, right. being my man's friend. That was it. So yeah, it was it was amazing, man. I, I mean, it was. I don't know if I answered the question. If I no, it, no, of course you did, man. Like, okay, that was just so dope, man. Like it, it was a dope moment, and you know, you, you know, seeing, you know, I didn't see you until later, but like I said, I saw the, I would see pictures of you and Jermaine in, in a in a you know in the, in the hallway in the corridor, right? Kids, Fresh Fest tour. Of course, we you know our first foray into seeing Jermaine was the actual video. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, that the little kid from the video. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, for him to go on and do what he did and, and y'all had that brotherhood and that friendship so early on that has remained intact yeah. all these years. Man, it's just it's just dope to see. It's dope to see black men 
sticking together and supporting each other. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It really is, man. For for that long period of time that ain't related. That's not, you know, y'all yeah. not blood related. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like your brother, man. That's dope. Yeah. You know, like they say, man, blood don't make us brothers, right? Or, or right. make us family. You right. Know? You know what I'm we, saying? We, yeah. Like sometimes it ain't blood related, it's love related. It's love related. Yeah. You know what 100%, man. 100%. That's dope, man. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. What else? What else? <laughs> Listen, man. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think, you know, I think we covered it all. I, I, I definitely wanted to get into the swing mob stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I know later on you, you ended up doing some stuff at DMX. Rest in peace, DMX. Oh yeah. yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and when it, when I looked at, you know, some of the, you know, the records, like the discography, like you was, you was doing shit for everybody, bro. Like, I, of course it's Swing Mob. Of course it's Jodeci. Of course it's Missy Seven O Two and Mm-hmm. Rufus Black and you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh the Motown Destiny stuff, Child. Destiny's mm-hmm. Child, Horace Brown. But then I started seeing like Raven Simone <laughs> and the shit you did with Missy. Yeah. And you know was, what I mean? That was funny. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of one I think we did that song actually before. Yeah, we did that way before. Um yeah, wow. We did that way early. I'm gonna tell you a funny story and 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 uh Timberland probably I don't think he's mad at me anymore. But you know, I was I was young. <laughs> I was young. So, you know, I get the call. They want this record done with, for Raven Simone. And, you know, I go, I make the beat. And um, no bullshit. Timberland gave me the That's what little girls are for sample. Mm-hmm. He gave me that. And at the time, I don't think, you know, maybe I just didn't understand how it should go. But mm-hmm. I never credited for him. I never, I never gave him wow. credit for that. You know, um, and no bullshit. I saw him. <laughs> I, might, I saw him. I don't know, four or five years ago, I think, at Summer Jam here in New York with Swiss, and I apologized to him. Mm-hmm. I apologized to him, like real talk. Like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I don't. I don't have it. I don't even have an explanation, right? I, right. All I can do is say I'm sorry. Right. I was young. I didn't really get it. I took advantage of the opportunity, and you know and that's, that's all you was. can do. That's all. You that's can all do. I can do. I, I, it was. I was a, a learned lesson because I know it affected him later on because I had mm-hmm. heard somebody tell me that he was upset or mm-hmm. something to that effect. That yeah, and when you hear shit like that, you like, yeah. yo, man, I'm a, you know, I'm a grown man at this point. Like, you know, I'm, I'm 50 plus years old. Some of the things I yeah. did when I was 20, 21, I'm not. These people are still here, and I could still reach out and say, "You know what, dog? In ninety yeah. one, dog, I, I was dead wrong for that. Absolutely, you know I mean? and I apologize. I just did it maybe like three weeks ago to, really? to one of my homies. Right, you know what I'm saying from right. back in the day, like you know what I mean, like and 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 it's like being accountable and 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 being responsible for your own actions and being 100%. able to say, "Yeah, man, like I, I, I that was some fucked up shit I did, bro. I'm yeah. not that person no more." Yeah, you know, I yeah. didn't. I, I I overlooked your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, man, like yeah, and the business, the business, yeah, and the business, of it. Is, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. we ain't make no money, but but nonetheless, you know, <laughs> right. he he could have been on a credit, you know, and right. it was, you know, he deserved right. it. He really right. did deserve it. Um, you know, to to be a part of it. Um, yeah. But that was, you know, it was a good time. You know, I'm glad the record happened. And um, yeah, I'm sorry, Tim. Still dope, sorry. Man. Listen, yeah, dope that you, that you can still do that. Well, listen, bro, I thank you, man. 
Yes, sir. Reaching for um for just you know I, like I said I had always followed you on the gram. I was always a fan of your work and yeah. you know we would we would periodically just comment on each other's things. And, yeah, we share some credit together, right? I think, yeah. Dmx thank us or something on it. Yes, and we on I think we're on the same line. I think yes, <laughs> and the Dmx album, your name is right next to mine. And yeah. the thank yous, bro. And somebody yeah, had yeah. to bring that up to me after I did a you know, the Nori podcast and shit. Right, so. right, right. And I know you don't do a lot of these, man, so I, no. I just want to say thank you, bro. For, I appreciate no. you so much, man. Absolutely, brother. I thank you, and I appreciate what you're doing and, you know, keeping this thing alive. And, um, you know, these stories are important, and, you know, people should hear them, man. This is this is it. This is this is what we got. It's ours, right? Yes, it so, is. So, you know, we got to protect it, and you're doing a great job at that. So I, I appreciate you for, for what you're doing, man. Definitely. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And and I yeah. still can't believe that I'm talking to the dude that was in Crush Group. This shit is crazy. <laughs> Thanks, Gil. I, I appreciate it. I've, I've done yes, some sir. really good things in my life, man. You know, um, That's not one of my most proud moments, though, man. <laughs> but We're going uh, to call it what it is. We're going to call it what it is. It is it's a moment. So it's before moment. we get out of here, man, you know, let yes. the people know where they can catch you, where, you know, where they can follow you at on your socials. Uh, come see me over at Chad Elliott with two T's CEO, Chad Elliott CEO, um, at Instagram. That's, that's where I'm at, man. Yeah. You're definitely you know? active on the gram. For yeah. Sure. And see the other things I do, man. Cause I'm not so active in the music anymore. I'm doing, you know, other things, you know, I, I, I love being creative and you know, that's, that's what I'm doing. Dope. Other things. Dope. So come and see. <laughs> that's what it is, man. This is your boy, Mad Skills. One time for Chad Elliott, man. Yes, Y'all already sir. know what it is. Yeah. This is Hip Hop Confessions. Word. Because everybody got one. Everybody. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.